Acast anbefaler. Mit navn er Anders Morgenthaler. Over for mig sidder Roald Bergmann. Vi har lavet en ny podcast, der hedder Dopaminklubben. Og Dopaminklubben er en klub, hvor ADHD er fucking sjovt, og hvor det griner. Det behøver ikke at være super alvorligt. Vi skider skide af alle de der podcasts og forklarer meget nederen der. Vi gør grin med vores ADHD. Mulig ADHD. Ja, vi udreder mig, fordi nogen siger, at jeg har det. Jeg ved det ikke rigtigt, det finder vi ud af. Vi har i hvert fald lavet vedmål. Ind og lytte til Dopaminklubben. Hver uge udkommer vi. Der laver vi sjov spas med at have den her vidunderlige dopaminmangel. 7 News with Angela Cox. Good evening and welcome to the latest on the Queen's COVID diagnosis. Her Majesty's health is again in the spotlight after Buckingham Palace confirmed she has COVID-19. The monarch is said to be experiencing only mild cold-like symptoms. She will continue to perform light duties. The 95-year-old has had three doses of the vaccine. We have a royal commentator joining us shortly, plus reaction from around the world. But first to our Europe Bureau chief, Hugh Whitfeld is live for us outside Windsor Castle. Hugh, we heard in a statement from the palace that the Queen is doing relatively well. What's her condition as we go to air? Well, unfortunately, and we're not going to get uh, rolling updates, it seems, from the Palace about the Queen, but we do know that she is here at Windsor Castle and we are led to believe that she's going to be well enough to continue with those light duties as they're described here for now and then so that will mean probably going through some papers in a red box probably left at a door uh, maybe even taking a phone call or two if she's up to it uh, but the fact that the queen remains here at Windsor Castle is probably a good sign having said that the queen is 95 years old she turns 96 in April she is triple vaccinated but has also had a run of bad health over the last couple of months. So there are a couple of factors at play here. Yes, she's obviously going to get the very best care, but given her age, there is still a great deal of concern, isn't there? Yeah, look, I think probably if the Queen had contracted COVID two years ago, we would be in a very different situation because there was no vaccination, uh, there was no treatment for COVID, and anyone of the Queen's age would have been highly unlikely possibly to recover from COVID. But things have changed now. Two years into this pandemic, the Queen is triple vaccinated. As I say, there are oral antiviral treatments that are available here in Britain. Uh, if they are uh, administered very early uh, in a diagnosis, and they can be relatively effective. So the Queen is very well placed. She is in the hands of royal physicians who've been treating her for many years. They are familiar with the ailments that she has suffered, especially towards the end of last year. That's mainly, though, physical, like her back that's been giving her grief. So uh, doctors tell us that things are pretty positive for the Queen, but at the same time, there'll be a huge amount of caution. Prince Charles has just recently recovered from getting COVID for the second time and Camilla also tested positive. Do we know how the future King and Queen are doing? Well, Charles is back at work, so he seems to have come through his second bout of COVID quite well. Uh, a, a source from his household saying that he's bounced back well and, in fact, he returned to work last week alongside Princess Anne. Charles tested positive on February Uh, Charles brother saw the Queen on February the 8th, so nearly two weeks ago. He tested positive two days later and then Camilla a couple of days after that. It's highly unlikely you'd have to think that Charles seeing the Queen on February the 8th 
has resulted in the Queen contracting COVID. What we do know is that COVID's taken a bit of a run through the staff here at Windsor Castle. Those protocols, those very strict protocols that were in place for much of the, the dark days of the pandemic here, where there were a very limited group of staff surrounding the Queen and at the time Prince Philip here at Windsor Castle, they called it HMS bubble. Those protocols have relaxed as mm. restrictions have relaxed here in Britain and of course in Australia. So uh, I guess as, as, as everyone has relaxed, COVID has crept in, but it's taken two years for it to happen here. Yeah, it was almost inevitable. And Hugh, the Duchess of Cambridge, we understand she is headed to Copenhagen tomorrow. Should we see that as a reassuring sign about the Queen's condition and also, I guess, the health of the rest of the royal family? Uh, look, I, I think it's, it is a good sign that Kate is sticking with this commitment in Copenhagen. In fact, she's going to spend some time with members of the Danish royal family, including Crown Princess Mary, of course, and Queen Margareta in uh, Copenhagen, the Danish queen who herself has recovered from COVID, as has Prin Crown Princess Mary. So uh, COVID has taken a run through a couple of royal families here in Europe. I have little doubt that at some point Kate is going to be asked about the Queen and how she's doing uh, when she's in Copenhagen and it's just a couple of days trip. So look, if the Queen tests negative on a rapid test come Friday, uh, in theory she'd be allowed to return to work. But there's a couple of, I guess, nervous days for everyone to get through, Ange. And just incredible that she is determined to keep working. Okay, thanks so much, Hugh. Since news of the Queen's diagnosis broke, she has received well wishes from across the Commonwealth. The messages first came from Downing Street. Boris Johnson wishing Her Majesty a swift recovery and rapid return to vibrant good health. India's Prime Minister Narendra Modi also prayed for her good health. Justin Trudeau tweeted that he and millions of Canadians hope she has a fast and full recovery. And closer to home, Scott Morrison shared a similar sentiment. There are a few more resilient people than Her Majesty. Uh, she's <laughs> demonstrated that over a lifetime. Uh, I've met her on a number of occasions and I met her with Jenny. And uh, I have no doubt that she'll be taking good care of herself. And there has been an outpouring of affection for Her Majesty, particularly in Windsor, where she is, as we've said, right now in isolation. God save the Queen, the enduring message from an adoring public. I think that, you know, obviously with her Platinum Jubilee, um, I think it's, it's, we want her to recover very quickly and we want to see her back to herself again as soon as possible. I'm sure she's surrounded by a lot of love and she's been very well looked after and we all send her our best. So she goes better? She means a lot to this area, to the country I guess, as a head of state and a symbol of you know, how you welcome a family and you know, look after a nation. I think she's been essentially everyone's mother. You know, she's the you know, wonderful lover to bits. Oh no, I, so. I, I think the, the Queen's wonderful. I think everything she does for the country and for, yeah. for our tourism, you know, you know, the fact that people come for that, I think it's absolutely brilliant. And the fact that she also quietly gets on with it is probably the best way of putting it. I really hope she's okay. I hope it's just mild. <laughs> yeah, she'll be a, she's an institution for the country. I mean, obviously she's an old woman and hopefully she, it's not too bad, but yeah, we'll, we'll all blame Charles for it. I'm just really upset, obviously. I think everyone is upset because I think everyone loves her like she's just that person that like she can't do wrong to anyone she's just you know she's really nice when you make decisions for your company you look for the no-brainers and if you have a lot of mailing to do 
Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. For more, I want to bring in Daily Mirror Royal Editor Russell Myers live from London. Russell, can you give us an idea of what would be going on behind the scenes at the Palace now? Well, good evening, Ange. Uh, well, of course, uh, the, the Queen is triple vaccinated, and uh, I think there would have been a, an awful lot of fervent activity had we been speaking about this a few months ago. But of course, we are in a different world of the vaccines. However, the Queen is being cared for by a royal doctor. She had been being tested each day because of that close contact she had with Prince Charles about 10, 11 days ago. Um, we've told that there's been a bit of an outbreak at Windsor Castle, uh, and that is probably the source of the Queen's infection, most notably probably not uh, coming into close contact with Charles. However, um, you know, the Queen has been in ill health of, uh, of late. She was forced to spend the night in hospital Overnight in October, she strained her back. She wasn't able to go to the Remembrance Sunday services um, in November. So, you know, she, she is being told to take it easy. So hopefully she's heeding that advice. You said it seems unlikely that it was Charles who exposed her to the virus. Um, but we did hear that chap just then saying that everyone's going to blame Charles if something happens to the Queen. Completely unfair. But do you think this could impact public perception of him, especially when the palace is trying to prepare the world for him to take over if something does happen to the Queen? Well, you're totally right. There's been an awful lot of activity in recent weeks. Of course, the Queen's Platinum Jubilee, she used that uh, big message to state it. It was her sincere wish for Camilla to be known as Queen Consort. And that, of course, is a huge, huge piece of news throughout uh, the country and the Commonwealth. Um, but, you know, the, true to form, Her Majesty's thinking of others rather than herself. Uh, in terms of Charles, of course, it's, it's pretty... Um, it, it could be every possibility that he could have infected her. But just anecdotally... There is an awful lot of COVID going around the UK at the moment. We've released the restrictions. I mean, the government are saying that uh, all the restrictions are going to be disbanded very, very soon. So I think it's part of the course. But of course, that the Queen needs uh, a bit of extra special attention. I think we, f we forget she's 95 sometimes. Yeah, it's just remarkable that she's insisting on carrying on with light duties when she really wouldn't have to. But what happens if the Queen does become too unwell to press on with her work? What's the chain of command? Well, of course, true to form, duty first. And I think the Palace were uh, sort of uh, pains to, to put that message across yesterday to sort of allay any fears that uh, she was not seriously ill. Of course, that could change at any moment. So the chain of command is known as councillors of state, and that is normally the monarch's spouse, and then the four next um, in line of succession, which is Charles, William, Harry and Andrew. So it's been a real big issue here at the moment of whether... 
you know, Prince Andrew should step down from that role. He's, he's had his own uh, legal issues, stepped back from royal duties in disgrace uh, in recent months. And of course, Prince Harry is living in California. So if the Queen was to fall ill, if Ch Charles and William would be able to step in. But if one of those was abroad, for instance, then uh, then it does leave quite a big hole in, uh, in in the family. So that is possibly something that will need attention. Um, but uh, the, the, the palace aren't, aren't saying too much about it at the moment. So the Queen having COVID, is this likely to have any impact on preparations for her Platinum Jubilee celebrations in June? Well, again, of course, everybody is looking forward to that. Um, I think you know, just her, her Platinum Jubilee anniversary a few weeks ago really is kicking off a huge schedule of celebrations. We've got a big, big bank holiday weekend in June that everybody is looking forward to. Uh, you know, the Trooping of the Colour coming back to London, a big concert, uh, memorial service, of course, before that for Prince Philip. So, yes, of course, there will be tentative um, issues around those preparations, but if if the palace, uh, you know, we, we're taking them at face value, which of course we must do at the moment. She's only suffering mild cold-like symptoms. There is plenty of good news having all the vaccines. And so, fingers crossed, she, uh, she doesn't take a turn for the worse. Oh, absolutely. It has been, gosh, a tough few years for the Queen, um, obviously losing her husband, but just everything that's been going on with the family. Are there any more storms brewing? Well, scandals are coming thick and fast. I mean, just the last few months, it seems of an absolute whirlwind. You've had Prince Andrew's civil sex case trial settled out of court, an eye-watering sum of £12 million. The Queen having to step in to, to meet some of those bills, which is fraught with controversy. Then a little bit further back, you have Harry and Meghan and all the issues that they brought to the to the family, uh, having left the, the firm. And, uh, and of course, you've got Harry's memoir coming out sometime during the year. So that that is going to prove quite problematic for the royal family, I think. So we certainly haven't seen the last of the scandals, unfortunately. But for now, it's about the Queen resting and then trying to look forward to, to not only that memorial service, but the, uh, but the Platinum Jubilee celebration. Yes, and of course, the whole Commonwealth, Australia, the world, hoping she makes a very speedy recovery. Thanks so much for your time. Thank you for your company. I'm Angela Cox. Acast anbefaler. Mit navn er Anders Morgenthaler. Over for mig sidder Roald Bergmann. Vi har lavet en ny podcast, der hedder Dopaminklubben. Og Dopaminklubben er en klub, hvor ADHD er fucking sjovt, og hvor det griner. Det behøver ikke at være super alvorligt. Vi skider skræt af alle de der podcast og forklarer meget nederen der. Vi gør grin med vores ADHD. Mulig ADHD. Ja, vi udreder mig, fordi nogen siger, at jeg har det. Jeg ved det ikke rigtigt, det finder vi ud af. Vi har i hvert fald lavet vedmål. Ind og lyt til Dopaminklubben. Hver uge udkommer vi. Der laver vi sjov og spas med at have den her vidunderlige dopaminmangel.